everyone, and welcome to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I am Scott Gerard, joined as always by Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Got a good one for you tonight. Uh, slow week, LSU-wise, but, you know, there's always a few things we can uh, talk about. Uh, of course, we've got, uh, you know, SEC media days in full swing right now. Tigers were up. Uh, we also have uh, some, uh, some more roster moves, uh, baseball and football. Uh, then you know what the NBA finals are actually going on right now. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I haven't watched any of it. I don't know if you guys have, uh, but then we also have the Olympics right around the corner coming up this weekend. Uh, I I'm really looking forward to talking about that just cause it's going to be such a weird Olympics. It's already off to a, a, a weird start, uh, but go figure. Um, but enough of that. Let's see. Uh, let's see how the co-hosts are doing um yeah i don't know i'll just toss it to you guys i didn't really have a lead up nothing really happened this weekend kind of a ho-hum no news is good news type of thing uh but, but how are you guys doing i'm doing pretty good you know it's kind of the same thing it's dog days of summer there's not much going on but uh with every single boring day that we get through we're that much closer to lsu football um so i'm excited about that yeah, we actually eclipsed uh, 50 days till the start of the season just a couple days ago. So on the downhill slope now, as long as things don't get changed around like they did last season, which uh, we may even talk about that. Yeah, a little we bit, might even talk a little bit dubious notion. Uh, the only kind of interesting thing that happened to me was just about an hour and a half ago, I was working out at the gym at LSU and I looked out the windows on the second floor and then I see a guy and a lady kind of walking down the street and I'm like, is that? And it was... Uh, LSU's new president, Bill Tate, mm. in the full suit, just kind of striding around, surveying his grounds. <laughs> um, he was kind of gesturing with his arms, looking all proud. I'm not sure if he was coming into the gym or not. I didn't really get to see him up close, but I guess he's uh, out and about, um, which is a good thing. Yeah, I guess. Um, and, you know, I've actually – I talked to some people around the school about the president, and I will say, and this maybe is not the best news for for avid talking tigs, LSU, uh, LSU sports fans – but I have heard that that the new president is going his emphasis is going to be making LSU academics first sports second and whereas many would say it's been sports first academics second so I don't know if that's I don't know if he's gonna be able to accomplish that I don't know if that's going to be a good thing bad thing you know I don't know what that's going to do for LSU I think Scott Woodward will probably say and Coach O and TAF and all the donors will say uh Listen here, William Tate. You can do whatever you want with the academics, but sports will still be, you know, at the forefront. Um, we didn't come to play school. We don't, we, hey, yeah, we don't come to play school, but uh, we'll see what happens. So that's something to watch out for, and I, I wonder if that in the in the future of his tenure at LSU, I wonder if that will be something that can't come, you know, that kind of butt heads over. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he can accomplish it. But it, I mean, it is kind of like asking for that is kind of like saying, you know, running for like student office president and saying you want to eliminate homework, right? Yeah, <laughs> like it's something everyone's going to get behind. But are you ever really going to accomplish that? Uh, well, and I don't even know if everybody's going to get like maybe all the all the you know the kind of upper echelon LSU people might like the the faculty and stuff. But like I feel like the average LSU like alumni booster uh student if like i don't know I, I would be interested to see what that means what like making academics first and sports second means for the school but like i'll tell you this i think most people would say like if that means um 
if that means taking resources away from like football and not being able to recruit at a, at a high level, I think almost every LSU person, regardless of how much you love LSU uh, academics would be like, um, no, like, you no, we're not doing that. We have to compete. Mm-hmm. So it'll be something to watch. Yeah. Yep. Uh, definitely plenty of things to, to watch out for. And, you know, uh, cause SEC media days started and, you know, Ed Orgeron was up along with, uh, uh, Derek Stingley uh, and who was was it? Uh, was it Austin Deculus? Yeah, Deculus as well. Yeah. Um, so you know they were up on stage, had the uh, had the spotlight today, and you know there was uh, the typical questions that you would ask. So, coach, you know, how's your team? Uh, blah 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 blah. I ask you about quarterback. Very you know plausible question when you're talking with with LSU. Um, and he says they had a battle. Um, on their hands, which, you know, we could kind of say, yeah, I could see that, but you know, it's, I, I think it's actually like a true battle. Like you could really see Max Johnson taking over before fall, which, uh, you know, before last year, I, I didn't think might've been possible just cause ah, it's miles. He's the, the senior guy. He's got it, but hey, you could very well see that. And it's, uh, you know, I don't think anyone would be mad, even, even miles, but uh, you know, he'd be right there nipping at his heels. I think the whole way, um, you know, I don't know if we're ever going to see another Joe Burrow. This is uh, Ed Orgeron again, by the way. I don't know if we'll ever see another Joe Burrow. I hope we do. I hope Miles and Max can uh, get the same type of play and the same type of adjustments uh, that helped to be successful back then. And honestly, yeah, you don't have necessarily have to have his arm, but uh, the adjustments that he made in the pocket and just good decisions, that's all you really need. You know, LSU has a history of making <laughs> making it with, uh, with less than that. So uh, I'd say all, all that sounds good. Um, and plus, you know, they're bringing in the, pretty much the, the offense we had a few years ago that everyone, uh, was just wild, wild by. So based on that, I don't know. What do you think? Is it, uh, is it, do you, do you, uh, expect to see this to go up until what, like the end of fall camp? Do you think, uh, coach Orgeron would name someone before then, like right as fall camp starts? I think it could go down to the very end. I don't know if he's trying to make any strategic sort of play with this, like in terms of deceiving other teams. I don't think it's that way. Most of the rumors going around now are that like Max has the job and it's Miles who's trying to take it from him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's weird that Coach O is not like really kind of leaned into that and be like, oh yeah, Max is uh, is our guy, but Miles is like right there with him or something like that. But he he seems to be trying to keep it more 50-50. But if I had to guess, it's probably more like 75% Max and like 25% miles like is a chance so i think it could go down to the very end um and then whether they decide to i guess shape the course of the season for new talent and potential or kind of like your known commodity i guess see i i don't know i wonder if this sec if, if his thoughts or his speech on sec media day about the quarterbacks is actually like kind of covering up for what a lot of people were considering a faux pas. I think he made probably like a week and a half ago when he was on uh, a new Orleans sports talk show with Bobby Hebert. And they asked him about the quarterback because what he said about a week and a half ago was not this. He was, he said, uh, there's a clear, there's a, the, the, if you're in that locker room, you know who the quarterback is, you know who the leader is and you know who the starter is. Something to that effect. Very definitive, very like there is a guy. 
And a lot of people, I saw people, some people were saying, oh, well, that means Max. Oh, no. Or some people were saying like, oh, no, he wouldn't say that about Max. He would say, he would only say that if it's like the, uh, if it's the senior, you know, the, the, the Miles Brennan. So I, I wonder if, or actually, I, I think that probably it's a lot, I think it's a lot uh, more decided now than, than that statement that he made today says i think that they probably have their guy i think that what he because you got to think like sec media day is a lot more rehearsed and you know you know the questions they're going to ask you this is this is the point this is where people really start paying attention you know it's like i didn't i don't listen to bobby aver's show in new orleans i don't even think i could get it here and most people in the country don't but any kind of college football fan any especially any sec fan they're going to pay attention they're going to watch all of or they're going to see all the clips from SEC Media Day. So I think I feel like he was he was on message today on purpose to go ahead and and, and you know make that the uh, make this oh it's back and forth it's 50-50 we don't have a starter right now as the uh, as the uh, the message from the you know the official story the the official message from this the organization but I I do think that his more candid interview on the radio might be more of like a, a slip of the tongue that, that let, let us know that, you know what, Hey, there is somebody who's, uh, who's taken over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you, if everyone knows it, then you would think quarterback B would know it too. Right. But here's mm-hmm. the thing is we haven't seen miles since what, uh, like the middle of last season. So what if he's like rehabbed and he's, he has all this time to recuperate and he's, you know, he's better mentally, physically too, I would imagine. But it's like, what if, like, could he secretly be the guy that he's talking about? We all think it's Max because he played, he finished the season. Well, I mean, I watched, I watched, uh, I watched uh, uh, the Hey Fighting podcast with Cody Warsham. It's like LSU puts it out. It's Cody Warsham. And he was with Jacob Hester talking about it. They talked about like the battle between the quarterbacks. And I think that you're kind of right, Scott, like, it definitely could be miles in the it's like it's just it's like you know the like art where it's like you turn it to the you turn it to one side it looks like this you turn it to the other side it looks like that you know there there is a i can you can make the case and say hey uh miles before he got injured he threw for a a billion yards against Mississippi state the only reason they lost that game is because the defense couldn't stop you know anybody um and then, you know, he played well. He made, he had like what, one bad play at the end of the game against Missouri and he was injured, you know, I guess for most of the game. So, um, you know, he played through that injury. So like, he's, he's a leader. He's been there. He's paid his dues, all that kind of stuff. Like you can make that case. And I don't know if, I don't know if everyone will be happy with that. I th- I feel like Max is kind of the, in the zeitgeist right now of like tiger fans it feels like max is the one that the that the average person wants but um yeah i i i think you're i think you're onto something it could be miles and um i i don't know i can't really figure out i go back and forth on this i can't figure out who the um lack of announcement benefits more like not benefits like helps them get the job, but like, like what, like for instance, if it was, if it's miles, do you not say it's miles? So that way, like Max doesn't transfer or something like that. 
Or if it's Max, do you not say it's Miles because you either didn't want him to transfer or you kind of didn't want to make him, you know, upset or something like that? You know, like I wonder where the what the what the calculus is in that. Or maybe maybe we're just totally overthinking it and it really is 50-50 and we'll see who it is. Right. There's that too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there could be some hedging, sure. Or you, you want, uh, you think, you know, I think, uh, I think Miles has the edge. The only way Max would take it, or vice versa, would be as if, you know, they just, you know, one just gave up right now. So we don't want them to give up. So uh, that's why you maybe leave it open. But I, I think Cocho is not shy of naming a starter when it comes down to it. So, so he will when it ultimately matters. I, I hope not. I, I know that I, I've seen a bunch of people on tiger droppings like yeah why don't we just like you know put put give max a quarter give miles a quarter did that go back i'm like i do not want to spend this season with two games of max a game of miles a game of garrett nussmeyer throw in you know like why don't we throw in like a walk-on while we're at it like no i want i want one guy and if he's bad he's bad if he's good he's good but um i don't want to like I, last year of going through three quarterbacks was just, I mean, I, it was not fun to watch. No, but we also didn't know quite know what we had beyond miles. Now we do. So I don't think we'll have to go through that again. Yeah. Hopefully. But I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed, you know, if, uh, you know, coming up against UCLA, if one had a really good first half, uh, you know, do you bring in somebody else? Maybe. Why not? Uh, if it's like 28 to nothing, maybe you do. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm fine with that. I, I mean, more of like, I don't think that I don't I don't want to like do desperation. This. Somebody has one kind of off game, and then you can just kind of flip immediately to the other person. Well, that or like, man, these both of these guys are so good. We got to work them in. So like, we're oh, like you have a package. You have a package for each person. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though like, they're fairly similar, like style. Yeah, like okay, we're gonna have a few more, kind of like what they did with Emory Jones and uh and Kyle Trask. Well, I just thought that was kind of pointless. And I mean, it was probably 85% Kyle Trask, but like you'd get some packages where Emory Jones went in there. And it's like, I just, you know, I would not want it to be like 60, 40, 60% max, 40% miles or something like that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Harvard shakes out. Uh, yeah. I guess the, you know, the best man gets to, gets to start and all that, but I mean, the other person's got to be ready to step in at any moment. So that's why I say just keep it going. Don't don't name it until you absolutely have to. Um, and you know, Harvard shakes out. So what? Um, and I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of things asked about Ed Orgeron. There they asked about you know vaccinating players. They asked about uh, coaching. You know the coaching hires. They asked about NIL. I don't know. Um, that, I mean, I guess that's that's a new one for all of us because it it just happened. Uh, but I guess the one thing that stuck out to me was he said they have like 50 people, <laughs> you know, scattered around in support staff to kind of help players deal with, uh, you know, I guess all the dynamics of the, um, uh, of the NIL, you know, the rules and everything with that. And I think that's, that's great. I saw it too. I was like, that's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> like they just have a closet full of like interns who are just working on NIL. Uh, I mean, it doesn't a, surprise me. LSU's a big school. They got a lot of resources. Uh, I mean, like, good for the players. <laughs> I'm sure that they're not only doing NIL, but um, I think that uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. I, I mean, 
don't you don't you think that you need Derek Singley's what he's like 19 years old I think you need a couple a couple people associated with LSU to be able to to help him and to make sure that he's like doing this hundred thousand dollar raising canes deal the right way, especially if they're going to start because I know we talked about on this podcast like LSU is going to allow their athletes to um, to use like LSU facilities for their deals and stuff like that, but like there's a lot of red tape with like I'm sure or at least I'm sure there will be a lot of red tape of like okay, can you be on the field in Tiger Stadium or do you have to be in front of Tiger Stadium? Can you be inside or can you be outside? And I'm sure there's going to be have to be uh, their, their support staff, just like there were their compliance support staff or their support staff doing other stuff. I'm sure they're going to have to be support staff to, to like basically be there and be like the chaperone of these, of these photo shoots or whatever they are. Yeah. And I mean, I hope it's, you know, like, I guess the weird thing for me is, you know, like you said, when's it stop? Is it, is this, is it going to be like Stingley doing something right outside Tiger, like right outside Mike's habitat? And then, you know, like there's a game that night. So he's running inside to get up to the locker room to, you know, just, you know, is it going to be cutting things close like that? I'm not saying a guy's going to fly in on a helicopter because he's been filming, you know, in Miami or something. But I, I don't know. It's like, where's, where do you think that line's going to go? Well, he, Ezra Ogeron did address that in the, in his, uh, in his interview today too, he said, when they asked him about like, you know, is there, is it going to be a distraction, something to that effect? And he said, right. you know, well, when it's time to focus on NIL, we'll focus on NIL, but when it's time to play football, we'll play football. Yeah. I'm ready for some sort of sponsorship event to happen in the middle of a game. Oh, yeah. Like a player like scores a big touchdown or catches an interception pulls out, and like, then he pulls yeah. out like some like company logo or something, flashes it straight to the camera. And then he gets big bucks for like that one thing. He gets big bucks, but I'm sure he'll get, you know, big in trouble. Yeah. Like, besides probably a penalty on the field like yeah trouble with the team and stuff but i mean if money talks then maybe it'll happen i think it'll happen at least like sometime i'm sure i'm sure some i don't know if it would happen it, it may like be LSU. more subtle like a player like on the sideline he flashes the gatorade bottle like to the camera and he's like i just scored a touchdown look at me i'm drinking gatorade um <laughs> that or i mean i think i think you'll see i don't know if you'd see it at lsu or it does a heisman like points like the nike logo on his cleats or something yeah well, the thing the, the thing is going to be so there's so much there's so much that's already it's already like in place for the team. So, for instance, like you know, if 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 you want to do the Heisman pose and po- point at your Nike cleats, like well, your your team's already Nike. You know what I mean? So it's not that that wouldn't that wouldn't or something like that. There's like or Gatorade or Powerade or whatever. I think what could be interesting is like the almost like what joe horn when he pulled the cell phone out of his mm-hmm. sock dude like i i could totally see i don't i don't think you'd see it at lsu just because I, I feel like i feel like we don't really do kind of outlandish stuff that that often but like uh let me think of a, of a team i mean like the u or maybe maybe a west coast team i could see some i could see like a lower tier but still like a big name program having a guy you know, pull out a, a, a or pull up his jersey, and he's got a logo like on his on his shoulder pad, like on the plastic inside of his shoulder pads, or something like that. Yeah, like the Liberty Mutual turnover chain. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, Daniel beat me to it. Yeah, you, I, I'd say definitely on the sidelines. If they do it on the field. Yeah, they're gonna get in huge trouble because uh, NCAA wants that money. Um, well, and also it's it, it, and it, this is this is what the you know it's like hey this is what we this is what you wanted but 
you're going to run into trouble. The school's going to get, the school's going to be mad at you too, because it's like the school works very hard to negotiate these contracts. Like, like you said, Dana, like Liberty mutual. It's like, well, if, if Derek Stingley is like gonna, he's wearing a Liberty mutual t-shirt underneath his shirt, underneath his pads. And he wants to show that off. Well, it's like, Hey, um, LSU and farm bureau have been partners. You know, farm bureau insurance have been partners for 20 years and, they're not going to like it very much if it says Farm Bureau on the on the state, you know, on like because it says that you can sit in in the where the student section is. You look directly across. It says Farm Bureau, official insurance partners of the LSU Tigers. Like they're not going to like it very much if you're if their best player is showing Liberty Mutual. So it's going to be a, that's something that's never been that's uncharted waters in college football, and but it's what they wanted. So it's going to have to be something that you're going to have to you know figure out. Also, no free ads. So, Liberty Mutual, if you're listening, you owe us some money. I agree. And they, they've got it to spend. Good luck. We'll probably get that uh, C and D letter uh, not, not too long after we start asking for that money. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't disagree with you in theory. I just think, um, you know, for the most part, though, whatever sponsors can have their name on the inside of Tiger Stadium, I don't know. I, I would imagine these guys, you know, one of these 50 support staff will probably tell them, Hey, you can work with someone, but try not to make it a direct competitor of whoever's names inside here. But also it's like, I don't, I don't know that, you know, farm bureau would want Derek Stingley, you know, the guys that uh, get sports, you know, the, the sport, the athletes that get these uh, sponsorships, it's usually, you know, athletic gear, food, uh, fast food, merchandise, soft drinks, stuff like that. So hopefully we won't have to step on any toes that way. But it is something to you know keep an eye out for. I still think it's going to be you know just you know smaller companies trying to trying to make a name for themselves with this guy you know it's on his way up. So probably a lot of Louisiana companies. That's my thought. Yeah, it'll be it'll definitely. I feel like it'll definitely be regional. But you know, then again, there's there's just there could be, and I think there will be a lot of conflicts of interest that that will arise you know like even as simple as like a car dealership wants to sponsor like a chevy dealership wants to sponsor uh a player uh, you know they want they want Derek Stingley to say hey go buy your go buy your your chevy at at all-star chevrolet but lsu is but lsu is or ford is the official uh truck of the lsu tigers because like they show these I mean, you've seen them, the, you know, the, the Ford ads where it's an LSU Ford driving around, yeah. they sure during the games. So like, I, I just, I think, I think you're right, Scott. I think it's not going to be, yeah, I don't think Liberty Mutual is going to go hire Derek Stingley to, to, as a way to spite Farm Bureau. But I do think that there are going to be more conflicts than maybe anticipated. Right. Yeah. We still don't know. We don't yeah. know what we don't know. True. More or less. Um, but uh, I don't. I mean, there's, there's a few other things that came up, you know, with Ed Ordron. I I don't know. Was there anything that stuck out to you guys that thought, oh, I wasn't expecting that, or, huh? I I, I just I honestly didn't know. Uh, Not too much. Nothing- it, was, it was pretty much canned responses. The one thing that I thought was interesting was Ed Ordron said Austin Deckelis is going to set the record for most games played as an LSU player this year, uh, as long as he doesn't get hurt. I was like, well, dang, like. I guess he's done okay because it's gonna be like his fifth year fifth starting. Year starter. Um, but you would think it would be someone else. <laughs> I, I tried to look up who had the current record, but I couldn't find it. I think the only thing yeah, that I'm, the only thing that's a good point I, and kind of cool to think about. But the only thing that's come up that and it's not really anything surprising. It's almost like 
uh, it's almost the opposite of surprising. It's almost expected at this point. But every single time they ask, they ask Orgeron about the offense, he says, I brought in Pete's and I brought in Mangus to, they're going to do the Joe Brady offense. We're here to do Joe Brady's offense. Da, 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 da. And I do, I do kind of wish that like, I wish he would stop saying that <laughs> because yeah, I feel I, like, I feel like that offense is more than just Joe Brady. It's, it should, at least it should be that. I think that's a bad way to frame it is to say it's all Joe Brady's offense. And like, if you know what I mean? Like, so I wish he would stop saying that. I, I think, you know, I'm sure Jake, I think Jake Pete has some, some thoughts of his own and I think DJ Mangus has some thoughts of his own and, um, and I, I just, I, I don't, you can't you can't catch lightning in a bottle twice. We had a great year with with Joe Brady and Joe Burrow, um, but it need, but like that offense probably only works with that set of talent that we had, and you're going to need to adjust it every year, and to play to everybody's different strengths. So I, I wish I wish he would I wish that I or the media training would would tell it would adjust that the way he frames that. Mm-hmm. Cause I think it just sets him up for, I think that when everybody thinks of Joe, when he says Joe Brady's offense, you're going to think like national <laughs> champions, 15 and zero record, record, record. It's like, well, why can't we just have, this is the new LSU offense. We're going to be a, we're going to spread the ball. We're going to get it to get it in space. We're going to throw it to our best players and, you know, and not set yourself up. It's the same thing. And he's done it before. And it's, it's, it didn't end well. It's like when he said, you know, all oh, like, before the before his first Bama game as the uh as the not interim but like the the head coach he said you know this is why you come this is why you come to play the game this is why you come to come to LSU you come to beat Bama we're gonna do it we're coming for him we're you know we ain't backing down the famous point quote you know people always quote it and then they got beat like I mean it was over the first quarter you know what I mean and and it just sets it up it sets it you set up all the expectations to be on this one thing that may or may not happen so, like, if you set up your entire season on Bama, then and you, you lose, your season's over. If you set up your entire offense on, it's going to be Joe Brady's offense, and then it's slightly less, it's not as good or it's slightly different, then it's going to fe- seem like a failure. Yeah, I wonder if Coach O was maybe overreaching a little because he knew that uh, his his follow-up season to the to the dream season was just, like, a huge letdown. So, he Maybe he's trying to just—he's definitely uh, overcorrecting. Rebuild, rebuild people's trust out of yeah. the gate, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I don't—I I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't think he really has to do that. I mean, he's got the talent in place. He's got some some fresh new play calls. Uh, you know, maybe they don't want to be, you know, in Joe Brady's shadow. Maybe they're like, yeah, it's it's similar to Joe Brady's, but I have ideas too, guys. You know. That's, yeah. That's why he's, he came here. Uh, who knows? Maybe it's, even if it looks the exact same, all the better. That's fine too. But um, what it won't be is shy of new players because uh, we're going to have uh, be breaking in some new guys. Uh, but you know, we have Keishon Butte back. Uh, he's probably going to be a, what a, a preseason All SEC, and uh, we're going to have some tight ends. Uh, you know, Coach O said something. I think it was before media days, though. He said that Jack Beck looks like a just like he's, there's really pumping the tight end on him and he's already looking like a good catching tight end pass catching tight end i think he even said first then like a, a blocking tight end second so mm-hmm. 
Uh, I mean, I, that kind of tells you what they're looking at there. Uh, they want to they utilize a good tight end, which I, I definitely think they should. So I, I think it will look good. I think it will look closer to 2019. Not exactly, obviously, but we'll have some tight end play. That's good. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I, I did see that uh, LSU picked up a football commitment. Uh, so for that, I'll, I'll toss it to you, Daniel. Uh, so it looks like that they went all the way over to Lake Charles to get this recruit. That's where they went fishing. So what, uh, so what they catch out in Lake Charles? Yeah. So we got a, a commitment today by one of the best remaining players in the state of Louisiana, Trevante citizen, uh, four-star running back out of Lake Charles prep. I 24 seven ranks him as the number 11 running back in the country. And he's the first and only running back in our 2022 class at this point. So definitely a position of need, and he's really good, six foot two seventeen. So he's got the size, uh, maybe not like as much like top end speed as some other prospects, but a lot of strength and uh, can really like hit the hole and make a big first cut and make a guy miss. Uh, so excited to have him. Uh, it seems that the other kind of big running back in Louisiana, Le'Veon Moss out of Baton Rouge, who is already committed to Bama, probably will not be flipping to LSU at this point since we have Citizen now, but uh, at least we locked down one of the two big ones. A&M was in the hunt for Citizen, uh, so good to, to fend them off. I guess that's even closer to their turf in, in Lake Charles a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, excited to have him. I think that takes us up to 15, yeah, 15 total commitments uh, for 2022. So really uh, kind of on the downslope here um, towards the end, and we got the number four ranked class in the country, so it's hard to complain about that for uh, a school like LSU. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Daniel, we talked about this before the podcast because I was at work and you texted me about uh, getting uh, citizen. And we kind of went back and forth a little bit about like, you know, oh, man, does this mean we're not going to get Moss or, you know, oh, is that is that good? Is it bad? But I feel like, you know, it's it, we're, get, we're getting a four star running back. Bam, we'll get a four star running back. They're going to take their they're going to take their best player. You know, they're going to take great players. We're going to take great players. I mean, we've got, we got a few five-stars on our team right now that didn't pan out. I know that Bama had a five-star that we all really, really wanted, Ishmael Softshirt. He didn't pan out. He's not even play, He's not even on the Bama roster anymore. I think he's at UCLA or he's at somewhere in California. So, you know, these, these, these players, these highly rated players, some of them pan out, some of them overperform, some of them underperform. It's really just – it's a quantity game. It's like, can you consistently recruit highly rated people out of high school? If the answer is yes, then you're going to be okay. Because, yeah, some might, you know, you might not have gotten, you might have said, oh, Moss is better than than Citizen. So, uh, man, I wish I could have gotten him. But maybe maybe Moss doesn't pan out as well. Maybe, maybe Citizen ends up being better. Or maybe you get a guy, another guy, who – you know, maybe Moss is better than Citizen for Bama, but then you get another guy who is like a three-star, but he ends up performing like a five-star. So I, I think it all evens out as long as you recruit consistently and with the, with being the top four class in the country right now, you know, we're going to be all right. Yeah, and I, I think that's the one thing that Ed Orgeron is hopefully never going to lose uh, is just recruiting at a, at a higher level, uh, you know, and uh, – just building from that, really. Um, I, I did want to ask you quickly about uh, the UCLA games coming up. Uh, it's it feels like there's this you know kind of calm before the storm because you know last season we 
we weren't sure what was going to happen. And then it seemed like there was going to be football. And then, you know, the SEC came out and said, hey, yeah, we're all going to do 10, uh, 10 game seasons, conference only. And everyone else started to say, yeah, yeah, I think we'll do it too. Doesn't really seem that way this time around, right? Like everyone seems like we're, we're just all expecting football to be kind of back as normal for the most part, right? But it's like cases, COVID cases are, are shooting up dramatically all across the country. Are you, do you have any worries about this season? Or do you feel like, ah, we kind of, you know, we weathered that storm already. Um, I think, uh, I don't think we have anything to worry about. Well, yeah, like you said, the rumors have been kind of picking up about the game because they reinstated the indoor mask mandate for LA County where UCLA is. Um, and so some people think this is kind of the first step on a rocky road towards potential more restrictions and up to and including maybe even the cancellation of the game at some point. Uh, fingers crossed it doesn't come to that, obviously. And I mean, if you look at the cases in California, like, yeah, it's gone up a little bit now, but it's just a blip compared to what it was before. So I think it's still a bit overreaction and early action at this point. So we should be good to go. Um, but it does make you kind of just like tense up a little bit and you're like, Oh, something bad's going to happen. And then uh, it all turns into a downhill situation, just like last season. Well, you, you take this, you take this mask mandate in California and then you, you throw in the governor's statement, that clown we have at the fourth floor uh, <laughs> last, last week saying, yeah, I don't think, um, I forgot about that. I don't think Tiger Stadium, I don't think, what did he, Dan, no, he what? said, he said having a full stadium capacity is a dubious prospect. Yeah, I mean, this guy, they, this is John Bell Edwards. John Bell, yeah, he's yeah. a clown. Yeah. I, 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 I have no words. I mean, this guy's going to, they're going to try and take away. I, I think it's going to happen. I think they're, I think they're going to try and take it away again. And um, I would not be surprised if they, if, if they do some sort of restricted capacity thing again, they're setting it up. It, it's really, it's really remarkable how much the powers that be hate the people that enjoy college football, because if you look at it logically, I mean, yeah, the numbers are going up in some in some ways, but so are vaccinations. Those people are doing the vaccines; they're doing all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, I think it's just I think it's just ridiculous. Um, but that's what happens when, um, you know, when people have almost absolute power with these kind of decisions. Yeah, and and it's, you know, if you're dealing with a a school that's in an entirely different state. Uh, different side of the country, you know, and it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just, um, I guess my only thing is, is like, we, we all knew it was coming and it's like, we just saw the college world series and what could happen now. I, I don't know. I, they, they asked coach Orgeron about this at uh, media days about, you know, if, every, if everyone on the team was vaccinated and he said, I think all he said was most are, you know, he didn't like give a specific number, which, I don't think he necessarily has to, but you know, most are vaccinated. Not everyone is, but you know, it's, it's their choice. And it's like, yeah, what can you do? I think if I was coached, the most I would say is look, um, I wouldn't want someone getting sick to be an issue for us, you know, if we're in a position of where we want to go with this team. Uh, so for that reason, I'd say, you know, get, get your shot. Don't have to worry about it, but I'm not going to make you do that. But you know, if down the road, if you know, if you get sick and have to miss a few weeks, 
you know, so be it. That'll be your, you know, that'll be your choice. Well, what can you do? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think he answered it. I think he answered it as well as you can. He said, you know, like he said, he, he said there most of them are, but it's a personal choice. I'm not going to give you a number, which I think it's amazing how in the past year, the entire, like the entire world has just been like, has, has gotten to the point where everyone's medical history, everyone's medical decisions, everyone's way that they choose to live their lives medically has to be plastered on your forehead. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like there, it used to be like, Oh I, I, yeah, I'm not going to tell you about like what happened at my recent doctor's appointment or, or whether or not I have a cold or, you know, now it's like, yeah, you need to, you need to sh- prove to me that you prove to me that you've gotten this shot and that you've done this, you've done that. So it is really, yeah, it's crazy. But um, I'm not as worried as about, to be honest in this, I don't know, maybe I'm on, maybe I'm kind of on the, on the wrong side of this. I'm not as worried about the UCLA game because I think the game is going to get played. Um, maybe it like, because it is a neutral site kind of like kickoff game. I think that game will be played. What I'm, what I'm more worried about. And, and I think that there will probably be, or I wouldn't be surprised if they cut out the, the do something about the, um, attendance and all that kind of stuff but what i'm more worried about is tiger stadium because i feel like that's the immediate that's the more immediate threat i guess i think john bell can make immediate snap decisions about that whereas with these with this kind of neutral site kickoff game it it's i think there's two there's more than one decision maker who's going to make that game right it's not just ucla it's ucla it's lsu it's the rose bowl and it's whoever that sponsor is. Cause is it, is it kind of like a Chick-fil-A kickoff game or a, you know, uh, all state. Yeah. I, I yeah. think it I, is. I think it's Fox though. Like Fox usually covers the PAC 12 games. Okay. Uh, like the shows. So I, I, that's my guess. I have no idea, but yeah, there, there's a big sponsor. Capital so, one. Yeah. So I, I think, I think that's going to be, whereas, whereas with, with tiger stadium and capacity, that's a one person decision. That's John Bell, basically. You know what I mean? And that doesn't affect TV ratings. That doesn't affect TV deals. It doesn't affect another school. You know, that doesn't affect the other school coming in here. The only person, the only place it affects is LSU as far as ticket sales go and fans. And that's an, I feel like that's an easy one for him to, to, to do. So if I'm an LSU fan, which I am, I'm more worried about if, uh, if the governor is going to take away college football for the second year in a row. Mm. I, I can't imagine that would help his uh, his political capital if he did. That's the one thing that can always unite Cajun country, right? The, the well, you know the, the the crazy thing is, and there's a, there's a a um there's a a trend that people will look at that will predict the next governor in Louisiana, and in an election year, if LSU football is good, then usually then the incumbent is like is usually like favored to win but if lsu football is bad then the incumbent usually loses and the thinking is when lsu football is good you just want to keep it going hey keep everything the same this is great but when lsu football is bad you want to change everything all the way up to the governor so it's kind of interesting when you think about it that way he ran and he ran it for re-election while joe burrow was was running you know, rough shot over the entire country. So he has a lot to get, he has a lot to thank for LSU football. So I would, I would appreciate if he would uh, repay the favor 
but he he didn't do it last year, and I don't have any faith in him to do it this year. Right. Uh, well, I, I I'm with I'm with whoever said that. You know, I feel like the game's going to be played. It's fine. I, I feel like it's too bad they couldn't just move it to Orange County, California. I feel like they'd welcome the game, wouldn't play it with any issues because they'd be like, who cares? <laughs> but I feel like even if they went out without an audience, so be it. It's not like because the game can be played in an empty stadium. That's fine. Still going to be a pretty game. It's good. It's good weather out there. Nice stadium, the Rose Bowl. But uh, I. I like our chances though. So I'm really eager for this game. Plus, you know, it's like, when, when do you get to see LSU playing someone in Southern California? You don't ever, like, I, I can't remember if I've ever seen them play in Southern California um, to my knowledge, like since I've you know been aware, I'm sure they have, you know, in their history, but like, I can't remember, let's say since 2000, uh, I, I can't say that they have other teams have, but, uh, that's it's remarkable. I, I loved it when they go out and travel out west because for a while they were the only ones that did. Yeah. Uh, now everyone's starting to, which is good. But uh, but yeah, still beat LSU in the Rose Bowl. That's that's a nice feather in the cap right there. I think. It, it's cool also because like you probably unless unless the you know it happened a time around where the Rose Bowl falls into well, it's not even it wouldn't actually be the real Rose Bowl. You know, you'd never see LSU play in the real Rose Bowl like the Rose Bowl game. Right. Um, because that's, you know, the SEC just doesn't qualify. So, um, I think that it is, it will be cool to see him there. You will, I guess you could see him play at the, at the Rose Bowl in the, at, at Pasadena, if the, um, playoff, you know, were to be hosted at that, it, at that point. But, um, yeah, I'm, ex- I mean, I'm excited for it. I, I, I think it, I hope it gets done, but, um, I just, after last year, I don't have much faith in, in, in any of our leaders. Well, luckily, this one, <laughs> this one won't be decided by them. Um, so I'm just hoping that, you know, they, they stay COVID-free. I'll probably say that prayer right before fall camp. <laughs> so, dear sweet baby Jesus, please don't let no COVID hit the Tigers. <laughs> Something like that. Um, Pac-12 just hasn't been strong recently at Mm-mm. all. You know, I, I can remember back in the late 2000s uh, after USC was kind of ending their run. Oregon was kind of taken over. Stanford was good there for a minute. Back in those days, it, you know, the Pac-12 had some, uh, some some stake in the game. Not so much now. So, I mean, the games was, I think the game was scheduled when, you know, the Pac-12 had some some beef, but not now. Uh, well, although, I mean, they were playing Chip Kelly. I really but, think, I really think the Pac-12 fell off when they changed from Pac-10 to Pac-12. The Pac-10 used to have some oomph. I think the Pac-12 is not, has, has never had oomph. That's interesting. You could probably do a case study of what, what different conferences did after realignment. Yeah. You know, like the, the Big Ten, it's the same. It, it's all it has been. It's Ohio State and everybody else. You know, the yep. Big 12, it's still kind of – Oklahoma and you know whoever maybe Texas but I, I don't know now it's kind of in the mix but it's like it's always just Oklahoma uh Pac-12 it's just it's kind of in shambles compared to what it was oh yeah uh, ACC ACC is just Clemson really um you know Florida State's falling by the wayside and like people like UNC are coming up so go figure um you want to talk some baseball yeah, I do because we kind of fit them in somehow. Uh, but like, so a lot of uh, we were talking about turnover earlier. A lot of guys staying though. So 
in case we haven't covered it, uh, but also to include the ones that were more recent, uh, staying is now Giovanni Di Giacomo. Devin Fontenot came out. He's staying. Uh, Gavin Dugas, Mikhail Hilliard. Those last two most recently this week. And um, in addition to the guys that we knew were coming back. And I don't know. That's, that's really good. You know, we knew guys were leaving. We didn't know if some were going to stay. There was the MLB draft. Uh, some were not drafted or were not drafted high. So they're like, screw it. We're going to come back. And they have. And same with some other guys. Um, now, we did get some other t- some more transfers from Arizona. That seems to be that I don't feel like that pipeline is closed because uh, they picked up a pitcher from Arizona. Um, Riley Cooper came over. I, I mean, that name sounds like wait, doesn't that sound like a football player? Yeah, not it, not the wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, I know, but uh, but still, it's just uh, another another player that we've picked up from Arizona. I think that's like five now that we've uh, got from them, either as a recruiter or transfer. Jay Johnson, what can you say? The guy's uh, filling in spots faster than we can lose them, which is which is awesome. I mean, we we lost a couple guys too. Um, uh, it's like Zach Arnold. Yeah, we lost Zach Arnold. Uh, you know, we lost Sanford. Yeah, S-A-N. Mitchell, Mitchell Sanford. Yeah, he entered the transfer portal, but I mean, these weren't like key key Dang. players. But yeah, like you were saying, Jay Johnson, the puzzle pieces are fitting together, and the hype is building. Obviously, we're still six months away from the baseball season, but uh, the hype is building for a big time year for the Tigers and rolling off the momentum from the super regional last year when it wasn't really expected at most of the points in the season. And yeah, hopes are high and I'd love to see him do big things in his first year with all the talent that he's bringing in. I'm already, I don't know if y'all seen this. I've already seen um, places saying predicting LSU. Yeah. LSU's going to Omaha. Like people are already saying, yeah, this team's gonna be stacked. Like they, you know, book it. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna run away with it. So it, it is. It's really amazing, and and how in a short span of like what three or four weeks, he's almost completely rebuilt rebuilt this team. Like and and not even like rebuild. Like oh, we're gonna just you know improve the talent we have. No, he's brought in a, a complete overhaul. Yeah, and in the past yeah. three or four weeks of the pot of past, it's been like 10 new players coming in. Uh, and so obviously you're going to have some mainstays and good ones like you were talking about returning from last year, but it's uh, probably half the lineup is going to be new. Um, and half that, the lineup's going to be from Arizona. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Arizona baseball has to be upset about this whole situation. They got a, they got a bad deal. <laughs> like the rest of the players there, they're not happy. Um, but type maybe they all should just come here. What yeah. if what if he just brought like his entire starting nine? They make a super team, <laughs> right? I mean, that's what they're on their way to do, and that's what I was wondering. Is he? I mean, he knows the, the team has some areas of need. Uh, obviously, he's he's not going to take Dylan Cruz out of the lineup or Trey Morgan, but you know, he's who knows how he sees the team differently than you know Paul Maneri. Uh Like like, could you imagine? Like you can't imagine Gavin Dugas being on the bench, right? But, I mean, like, he keeps bringing in guys. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But uh, just, you know, you don't know who that could be uh, because, I mean, he's brought in, what, two? Like, they they signed another uh, catcher. Uh, his name is Blaze Priester, or probably Blay. I don't know how you say that. Uh, Blaze Priester. He was uh, he was from Live Oak, and he was going to go to the uh, Meridian Miss, uh, Community College, uh, but now he's coming to LSU. And, I mean, he was – pretty good he's, he's a catcher that can hit 
they already had one in a transfer from Sanford, uh, Tyler McManus. So, <laughs> I, you know, where does this leave guys like Alex Malazzo, you know, who mm-hmm. we thought, well, you know, he's great behind the plate. You know, maybe we could have a little bit, you know, more uh, swings to the bats uh, on that end. But I, I don't know. Who else could they be coming in pitcher-wise, uh, player position-wise? Uh, you know, it's just going to be a stacked team no matter how it, how it shakes out, right? I think it's definitely going to be stacked. I, th- I mean, one of the – you mentioned Malazzo. I think he's he's one that you might be worried about your job if, if you're him. But I think also a guy who, who might be a, might be worried is Cade Beloso. I mean – he he did not have a great year hitting as the designated hitter. And he was struggling to get starts as a DH at the end yeah. because his bat was so weak and that was what he's known for. And, and for and, and this, you know, and Jay Johnson's a guy who clearly values hitting. He's he had one of the best hitting teams in the country last year. Um so I, w- I would not be surprised if he wants to bring in a different approach to the DH position. Yeah, like you said, somebody they can hit. To, to say that that probably the safest bet in the offseason is will, will the Tigers make Omaha? I don't know. When we record episode 200 and Daniel's putting together our, our best hits, uh, that one will probably be in there, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Tigers are going to Omaha. Yeah, no deal. No problem. <laughs> uh, then I end up Spoiler, the- they did not go to Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, man, I'm... Uh, if, okay, I, if... We'll just, uh, I'm just going to say it right now. If LSU goes to Omaha next year, I'll buy us all Omaha steaks. I'll have them shipped to us. Sounds good. Sounds good. Kind of just um, a fun thing. You know, it's kind of like when Daniel bought the jersey. Just a little, little yeah. fun. We're going to have some fun today. Daniel doesn't think it's very fun. <laughs> Omaha. <laughs> next topic. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, we can move on to the next topic. That's fine, Daniel. I don't want to. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Uh, but we did want to. Well, I don't know. Are you? There's, you know, uh, NBA finals going on right now. Are you guys keeping track of this? I, I could. I know who's in it, obviously, but honestly, zero, zero stake in the game. Ha ha. Uh, but I, I haven't even watched any of it. Have you? Have you guys? Do you have any? Uh, uh, caught a few of the a few of the games. The uh, Suns were out hot 2-0, and then the Bucks won three in a row to take the lead and chance to close it out at home tomorrow. This may be in the past when we release the podcast, but yeah, I'll probably tune in to see if they close it out. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see two teams, neither of which has won a championship, and who knows how long. Uh, so that'll be a lot of excitement for that fan base, and not your traditional uh, maybe powerhouses or or big market teams uh, shows that just putting together the super team isn't always the way uh, to victory either way. I kind of want Chris Paul to win a championship, but it's okay. Tommy has no comment. Oh, I mean, I, I've, wa- I've been watching the games with you. I've watched two of them. Um, not a big NBA fan, but yeah, I like Chris Paul. So I'd like to see him win. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'd like to see some smaller market market team win it also as opposed to like LA well you know like LA New York or you know some team that's stacked you know like one of these the big three type of teams so if if Milwaukee wins it I think that's great good for them I think that a team like that that's town like that and that fan base will cherish it much more than you know like the Heat fans that you know their, their team was just put together and then it left and then now they're into oblivion again they're they're obsolete already Something like that. I just like the fact that it's a it's a really good series. I hope it goes to a game seven, and the best team wins. 
Uh, I think it's better for the sport than, you know, like a super team or, you know, whatever team LeBron is on playing for a title and blowing someone out, you know, four games to one. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I'd rather see is uh, two two good teams duking it out. It was weird seeing LeBron on the sidelines in a game that he was not playing on. He was just yeah, a he was spectator just watching just the hang, side. hanging out, <laughs> celebrating oh, the yeah, release of like, his new movie. <laughs> that's why he's there. He has to be there. He, he has to be seen, of course. Um, I don't know. That's, that's a different story. So the Olympics are coming up this Friday. I don't know if you guys have been following that. It just seems like things keep changing by the week with this stuff. Uh, now they're not going to have any fans in the stands. Uh, and now they're, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, they've already had some athletes kind of test positive and I guess they have to go home or they're not making the trip to Tokyo or, or whatever's happening. Um, but now I, <laughs> I, I, and I'll admit, I kind of got duped by this. The story is these, these beds that they're having all these athletes stay in. Um, they're made out of cardboard. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's made, it's like the frame is cardboard. They were, you know, I guess they're trying to make a point at some recycled bed or whatever, but mm. they have a mattress with, I guess it seems comfortable, but they had an athlete doing uh, I guess some gymnast doing backflips on it just to show how sturdy it is. Cause you know, as soon as the, the report came out, people were making all these assumptions like, ah, oh, they're, they're trying to make the beds rickety. So the athletes can't mingle on them and have, <laughs> you know, athlete sex because <laughs> that's what they do during the olympics uh but that's it turns out that's that's not really the case they they are made out of cardboard but they're actually i guess they're kind of sturdy probably like as sturdy as sturdy as a, a cardboard pallet jack I, I don't know uh but anyway it's just craziness but i mean it is in japan so you know there's going to be something different going on but I, I don't know it's just i just can't wait for the games to get here because everything leading up to these olympic games are just crazy to me just silly yeah, lot. just all every news story is like almost worse and worse for this thing you think it might fall apart at the last second hopefully it runs smoothly um i'm an olympics fan i do like to watch it i enjoy watching sports that i won't tune in for the next four years and then come out and act like i'm a big expert in like women's handball like <laughs> oh come on why, why can you make that play uh but it's fun to watch i like the, the swimming especially because that's something you never really see and then you start cheering on like the u.s like random guys that you've never heard of yeah like to win so i think that'll be fun uh and then yeah like you had mentioned some of the athletes are already being canceled because they tested positive two days before the Olympics. So that would be heartbreaking, mm. uh, especially being delayed a whole nother year from 2020, but we'll see how it goes. Ready to see the U S walk out in those Ralph Lauren outfits at the opening ceremony. <laughs> um, right. It's going to look so silly though. They all, everyone in this stadium, all the athletes anyway, are we're just wearing masks for this opening ceremony. Like, is that really, what we're going to look at, I mean, some will be flashy, I'm sure, but if, if everyone's wearing a mask, it's just going to be weird. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe they won't, but I feel like I have a feeling they will. But I don't. Maybe they just. I was in Canada during the last Summer Olympics. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I missed wow. the opening ceremony. I didn't get to watch it. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, but anyway, I don't know if we had any. If you guys had any more thoughts on anything, or do you? Uh, that about do it for us here. Oh, uh, prediction. LSU athlete Javon Harrison wins a gold medal in the high jump. Ooh, okay. I like that. Okay. 
So I'll be, that's yeah. something I'm trying to tune in, like to, to watch if possible. I need to figure out when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it, it, the the opening ceremony is, is six a.m. like our time, oh, but yikes. they're because it's in the evening in Tokyo. They're doing tape delay, so I'll watch it in the evening. <laughs> yeah, I will not be. I will not be tuning in at six a.m. I will watch the tape delay though. Right. I don't think I'll be tuning in unless my daughter's already up by then, in which case I might be. But uh, well, we're probably going to be watching Peppa Pig, not the Olympics. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, uh, I guess that'll pretty much do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Uh, yeah, shout out to John, Javon Harrison. Hopefully he gets that gold before we go to our next episode next week. Uh, but uh, until then, have a good weekend, everybody. A good week. Uh, we'll have some more news for you next week as it rolls out between now and then. So until then, stay safe, uh, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tips.